They've got him now. They've got him now. Trump may have come out clean on Russian collusion, Ukraine collusion, the Mueller probe, impeachment, two scoops of ice cream gate, and all the other scandals the Democrats have tried to gin up. But they've got him now. The New York Times has uncovered a bombshell, shocking bombshell story. President Trump has a good accountant. We'll break down the controversy. I'm Michael Knowles. This is The Michael Knowles Show. Breaking. New York Times. Our accountants are not as good as Trump's accountants. That's the, that's the story. My favorite comment from yesterday from Travis Hammer, who says, the left attacks Trump for not behaving like a Christian, and then they attack ACB for behaving like a Christian. Yes, Yes, you've caught on. You see the game here. There's nothing that any Republican can do that will not earn them criticism other than betray other Republicans, other than become a leftist. It's not about the particular thing that the Republicans are doing. For instance, Donald Trump is accused of colluding with Russia. Then that doesn't work. He's accused of colluding with Ukraine. Ukraine is at war with Russia. <laughs> they are on opposite sides of a conflict. Doesn't matter. It's okay. Well, that one didn't work. We're going to try the other one. Okay. He's not Christian enough. Is that, is that working? No. Okay. Okay. She's too Christian. It, there's no, uh, there's no objective standard here. They're just trying to hit them and it's not working very well. You, you can't, you can't beat Trump. You know, Trump reminds me of a biblical character. Some have compared him to, uh, to Cyrus. Some have compared him to other Old Testament figures. I always compare him to Samson because he derives his power from his hair. And you can too. Hims is helping guys be the best version of themselves with licensed medical providers and FDA approved products to help treat hair loss. We're not talking about snake oil pills here. We're not talking about those supplements that you see at the cash register at the gas station. Hims connects you to licensed medical professionals online could save you hours. Completely confidential and discreet. You answer a few quick questions. Then a medical professional will review what you've talked about. And if they determine it's right for you, they can prescribe you medication to treat hair loss that is shipped directly to your door. Listen, I'm not a hulking athlete. I am not a necessarily the most giant, tough, strong Adonis of a man. I always did well with the ladies because of my hair. You can too. Today, Hims is giving you their best offer yet. If you're not happy with your result after 90 days, Hims will give you a full refund right now. My listeners can get their first visit absolutely free. Go to forhims.com slash Knowles. That is forhims.com slash Knowles. Uh, full refund of price paid available for the first 90 days supply. A refund request must be made between 90 to 180 days after product shipment is delivered. Prescription products require an online consultation with a medical professional who will determine if a prescription is appropriate. Restrictions apply. See website for full details and important safety information. That is forhims.com slash Knowles. I think I want to be one of those guys, not just even in the ad reads. I want to be one of those guys at the end of commercials on TV that just like speeds through disclaimer at the end. That, that would be a great gig. If Daily Wire doesn't work out, that's what I'm going to do. That's the new Trump scandal. This is a big one. Look at how long this New York Times article is. You can, for those of you listening, you can listen to the papers shuffle. Very, very long. Long concealed records show Trump's chronic losses and years of tax avoidance. The Times obtained Donald Trump's tax information extending over more than two decades, revealing struggling properties, vast write-offs, an audit battle, and hundreds of millions in debt coming due. Okay. 
I'm looking through, I'm going through all the pages. Gosh, man, there's so, is so long. Oh my gosh. You know what word I can't find anywhere here? Illegal, unlawful, breaking the law. Can't find any of that here because the New York Times nowhere alleges that President Trump broke the law or did anything wrong. He avoided paying taxes. Tax avoidance is different than tax evasion. Tax evasion is illegal. Tax avoidance is what everybody does when they try to deduct as much as possible. As President Trump bragged about this very thing in 2016 when he said that paying the lowest tax rate possible uh, makes him smart. And if he didn't do that, probably you wouldn't want him to be your president because he wouldn't have very good financial sense. He wouldn't have very good economic sense. This actually gets back to that YouTube comment I mentioned at the top of the show. They attack Trump for opposite reasons. They attack Trump for enriching himself in office and violating the emoluments clause and basically using the presidency as a way to line his pockets, right? That's what they've been talking about for years, whether it's by selling extra rooms at his hotels or whether it's by taking bribes from Russia, like Hunter Biden, you know, the thing they were accusing him of that actually the Democrats themselves were doing. So that's what they attacked him for first. Now they're saying, oh, actually he's broke. Actually, he hasn't been making any money. Actually, actually he's destitute. And so when he was rich and making a lot of money, that was why he was corrupt and we had to impeach him. And now that he's broke and he's not making any money, that's why he's corrupt and we have to impeach him. Doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Of course, President Trump is not broke. They've tried this on him for decades now. It shows you the the financial and business illiteracy of many members of the media and the political class, which is they, they don't understand how this works. So hypothetically, Trump is denying that this thing is real at all. And we don't know. I mean, obviously it was some corrupt person who gave the New York Times the tax records in the first place because they're not supposed to have access to that. But let's say, how could this theoretically work? Why would Trump pay a very, very low tax rate in one year instead of another year? Well, we already know from the Rachel Maddow show that he paid millions and millions of dollars in taxes was, I think it was 15 years ago, he paid $38 million in taxes or something. Remember that was my doppelganger, Rachel Maddow's big reveal on her show. We have Trump's tax records from 05 and yo, he paid a ton of money in taxes. But so let's say he pays $38 million in taxes one year. And then on all of his businesses takes massive losses the next year. Our tax code doesn't make you just pay year by year by year by year. It allows you to write down some losses uh, if you make them. So you don't, you, so you don't have to pay money to the government on income that you don't have. Makes perfect sense. Beyond that, there are a lot of people now talking about how President Trump is a business idiot. He's broke. He's, you know, he's a a total nincompoop. Um, It is amazing to me how many people who have not spent the past two decades flying around in their own private 757s all around the world are now uh, accusing President Trump of not having any business acumen. It's amazing to me. It's amazing to me how many people who haven't uh, been regularly uh, living the high life, penthouses in New York, properties all over the world, dating supermodels, are accusing President Trump of not knowing how to handle his money. The Biden campaign is now selling stickers that read, I paid more income taxes than Donald Trump which is not true. None of the people wearing those stickers have in, in the course of their lives paid more income taxes than Donald Trump, not one of them. Uh, but even if it were true, just consider this from a, a branding perspective, a marketing perspective. This gets to the political consequence of the stupid attack. It's not cool to pay taxes. 
<laughs> paying lots of taxes is not something people brag about. They'll go, hey, yeah, hey, bro. Yeah, how, how much are you paying taxes this year? Oh, wow, you, you only paid a 31% rate? <laughs> yeah, okay, bro, whatever. Yeah, I mean, I paid a 38% rate, but that's cool. Yeah, no, I paid, paid a lot of taxes. I'm a real cool guy. No, uh, that's not cool at all. We want, we want to pay the lowest amount that is legal and that we can, we can pay that way. This tax issue will not change a single vote. I actually was speaking to my grandmother yesterday and she was very nervous. She goes, I've been watching, she watches the network news, you know, channel three or whatever, channel four. And everybody is, who watches that news and only watches that news would really believe that this is a big scandal. She said, oh no, Trump, now maybe he's going to lose. I said, this scandal, scandal is not going to do anything. Nobody cares about Trump's taxes. Nobody, not one single person cares about Trump's taxes. There are many people who think that many other people care about Trump's taxes, but nobody actually cares about it himself. Do you care about Trump's taxes? Does anyone you know care about Trump's taxes? No, completely ginned up, but it's all they have to attack him on. So they're going to try, not going to work. Same thing with Amy Coney Barrett. Amy Coney Barrett, this basically totally unobjectionable judicial nominee, straight out of central casting, wonderful family, brilliant, great career, strong moral convictions. The AP is going after her religion. We said yesterday they weren't going to be able to resist going after Amy Coney Barrett's religion, and they're doing it. This was the big tweet from the AP, breaking news, breaking news, scandal, controversy. Amy Coney Barrett, President Trump's Supreme Court nominee, has close ties to a charismatic Christian group that holds that men are divinely ordained as the head of the family. And by charismatic Christian group, I assume they mean the Catholic Church. (laughs) or I don't know, Christianity, generally speaking. The idea that um, men and women have different roles and that these roles are reflected uh, in Christ and his church, within the church itself and within the family, that, that is not a new kind of weird fringy idea. That is a view held by all of Christianity. That's it. But beyond that, They're saying this shocking thing. Amy Coney Barrett has a biblical view of marriage. Ooh, that's the big scandal. You remember how Ilhan Omar married her brother? Do you remember that? You wouldn't remember that if you read the AP. Ilhan Omar married her own brother. Probably not for weird sex stuff. I think actually just to commit immigration fraud. But there is a lot of evidence. I guess technically it's inconclusive. But there is a lot of evidence that Amy, that, uh, that Ilhan Omar married her own brother. Okay. The AP ignores that story because actually, as our commenter said at the top of the show, it's not about any of these things in particular. It's not even about how they, they are going after this one group of the Catholic church because they have a biblical view of marriage. It's just about going after the person. It's not that they care about Trump's taxes. Nope. Nobody cares about Trump's taxes. It's that they are just going after the person. It's not that they care about Russian collusion. The left has been colluding with Russia and America for over hundred years. It's not that they care about Ukraine collusion. Joe Biden and Hunter Biden were colluding with Ukraine. It's just about going after the guy. Actually, speaking of Ilhan Omar, there is a real scandal brewing right now that the mainstream media don't want to cover. We'll get into that in one second. First though, got to thank our friends over at 
ReadyWise. You know how much I love ReadyWise. Now is a better time than ever to be prepared with long-term nutritional food options. ReadyWise has many options, such as emergency meals, freeze-dried fruits and vegetables for convenient on-the-go nutrition, and new adventure meals for hiking, camping, and other outdoor activities. If you do that sort of thing. You know I'm not a huge outdoors guy. Every once in a while I'll do that. But for me, looking around at the uncertainty in the world today, I want peace of mind. I want to know that my family is prepared with plenty of reliable nutritional meals that importantly, have a very long shelf life. ReadyWise uses the top ingredients, the latest food prep technology to ensure optimal taste and freshness. Then the meals are packed into a durable, long-lasting pouch designed to keep food fresh for up to 25 years. Here's my view of it. Go get ReadyWise right now. Stock up right now. Never been a better time. Put it in your pantry. Hopefully, you'll never need it. The way things are going, you probably will need it, but hopefully you won't. Just put it in there. You'll have peace of mind. That is my plan. This week, my listeners can get free shipping at ReadyWise.com when entering Knowles, Canada, WLAS at checkout, or by calling 855-453-2945. ReadyWise has a 90-day, no-questions-asked return policy. There's no risk whatsoever in taking the initiative to get yourself and your family prepared today. That is ReadyWise, R-E-A-D-Y-W-I-S-E.com, promo code Knowles, to get free shipping. Fake tax scandal, fake Catholic scandal with Amy Coney Barrett real election fraud scandal with Ilhan Omar. Project Veritas, James O'Keefe strike again. They now have on video some confirmation of what we have been warning about with regard to widespread mail-in voting from the very beginning of this brazen democratic attempt to steal this election. Project Veritas has on video an associate of Ilhan Omar, allegedly, bragging about having hundreds of absentee ballots in his car. Numbers don't lie. Numbers don't lie. You can see my car is full. All these here are absentee ballots. Can't you see? Look at this. My car is full. My car is full. All these ballots are full. Jamal Osman, Democrat. Just today we got 300 ballots for Jamal Osman. There was video. You can see the video. There was a video out and about that he has the ballots in his car. Right. And talking about the only way you can win is with money. I was looking at them and they were not filled. They were blank. Who is the one filling out the absentee ballots? People who work uh, with like Han Omar. Where do they pay the money? The, the minute we sign the thing, the election, that's when you get paid. That's when they get paid. It's, this is called ballot harvesting. This is something that I have been warning about on this show for well over a year, and probably two years at this point. Ballot harvesting is when you go, and, and you can actually do it in the old days when people would request absentee ballots. So even before widespread mail-in voting, where instead of you have, having to request it, the government just mails the ballots to you. It's much easier to do ballot harvesting, obviously, in that scenario. But even when you had to request the absentee ballots, what would happen is unscrupulous political actors would show up often to nursing homes and then take the absentee ballots. Either they, usually they would be filled out by the senior citizens themselves at least, and then you'd take them and say, okay, you're Democrats, okay, we're going to take those ballots and make sure they get to the polling places. And, you know, maybe if if the people harvesting the ballots don't like your political views, mm, okay, maybe, who knows if they make it to the polling places. But we've been warning about this for a long time. Now we've got on tape multiple people admitting to it. Now the reason you can't understand some of that language is this is 
particularly prevalent, it would seem, in the Somali population in Minneapolis. And they're tying this to Ilhan Omar. So how do they do it? Well, they do it in much the same way that all the other ballot harvesters do it. They target older people. So they, the ballot harvesters, request the ballots for the elderly, yes. And it's taken away from the elderly, yes. At the end of this street, yes. there's three towers called Bone Towers. Okay. And it's all seniors, and they took every ballot. Every ballot. They just every take them from them. Every single ballot. They knock on the door and say, your ballots come, give it to me, give it to me. They don't even pay them for it. They just take it. No. And the ones that didn't vote on ballots, the young people and the women and stuff, they were paying cash, cash, cash. They were getting bags of money the last one week here to, to, to drive people. So there's a vested interest, but we are victims of the system. They don't give a sh about any money. Two in the morning, still hustling. Who is the one filling out the absentee ballots? People who work uh, with, like, Han Omar and other candidates work for them. They came to us to our apartments. They tell us that this year they're going to go for it. You don't go nowhere, you stay home, we will tell fill up for your absentee ballot. When it comes, we will come and get it. You just don't go nowhere, you stay here. You just go nowhere, you just stay here. They just take the ballots from them and they pass out sacks of cash to the young people and the women who they can't just take the ballots from like they do to the elderly. Or, we were talking about how this is particularly true in the Somali population. It feels like we're living in a country like Somalia. Feels like we're living in a country where we can't ensure <laughs> free, fair elections happening with, with all the rigor uh, that is traditional in our American system. This is a huge, this is an actual scandal. Of all the fake scandals that we've had to deal with over the past several years, the Russia thing, the Ukraine thing, the Stormy Daniels thing, the tax thing, the this thing, the that thing, this is in a league of its own. One, because it's real, but two, because it gets to the central issue, the integrity of our elections. The left has prattled on about how, because Russia buys a hundred grand in Facebook ads, they've undermined the integrity of our elections. How about these criminals who are going around buying blank ballots, bribing people to vote for them and taking them from senior citizens? What about that? That seems like a crime. It is a crime. And the Minneapolis police department is looking into it. So Great stuff from James O'Keefe and Project Veritas. Minneapolis PD say allegations of voter fraud are being evaluated. The Minneapolis PD is aware of the allegations of vote harvesting. We're in the process of looking into the validity of those statements. No further information is available at this time on this. Similar scandal brewing in New York City. New York City voters are now receiving military mail-in ballots, even if they're civilians, even if they shouldn't be getting those ballots. Will those ballots be counted? Are other people not receiving their ballots? Several people uh, in New York City, including two journalists for the Washington Post, have received, quote, the official absentee military ballot. Uh, made them wonder if their, their vote is actually going to be counted. Beyond Sunnyside, that was in one neighborhood in Sunnyside, non-service members also uh, received ballots in Richmond Hill, Forest Hills, and Astoria. How many of these do we need to hear? before we put a kibosh on this widespread mail-in voting issue. People are showing up. They're going out in public. If you're a conservative, you're going out in public just generally because you're not living your life cowering in fear in your basement from the very scary coronavirus where you only have a 99% plus chance of surviving. If you're a left-winger, if you're terrified about the coronavirus, if, if you, you, you don't want to show up, Look around at your fellow left-wingers who go to BLM rallies. Look around at your 
fellow left-wingers who go to Antifa rallies, look around at, there are, to go to Ruth Bader Ginsburg's funeral, who go to George Floyd's funeral, who go to all of these events where when it's politically convenient, the left says, oh, people can gather in large groups. It doesn't matter. If you can do that, if you can go to George Floyd's funeral, if you can go to Ruth Ginsburg's funeral, if you can go to a BLM rally, if you can go to an Antifa rally, if you can go to any of these things, you can go vote in person. And if you won't vote in person, without, outside of very narrow exceptions, military, infirm, people who need absentee ballots, outside of those exceptions, if you, if you won't show up to vote, don't vote. Don't vote. You don't want to vote. Fine. Don't vote. But don't allow criminals and election stealers to go vote on your behalf. Beyond that scandal, that's a pretty big one, but the second biggest one of 2020, the Democratic candidate for president is barely conscious. And we're going to see that on display tonight at the debate. There's going to be the big debate, Donald Trump and Joe Biden. Joe Biden on MSNBC, very friendly TV station, just a few days ago, he's chatting with the anchor there and he's making a strong point about what a terrible Trump has done on a certain aspect of legislation, except he can't remember the name of the legislation. And very sadly, the anchor has to just give him the answer at the end. For example, the Paycheck Protection Act, you know, 1% of the money's gone out. 1%, 1% of the, uh, no, no, that's not the paycheck, the, 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 um, uh, the, uh, the bill for small, for major, it's for small businesses. Mainstream lending, 1%'s gone out. Why isn't that lady running for president? That lady obviously has a much clearer grasp on the policy issues than Joe Biden does. He doesn't even, he's inveighing against this one law and then turns out, oh, wait a second. It's, he's actually thinking about the other law. Very sad, very pathetic. I know we don't want to set expectations too low for the debate tonight, but the expectations are already set low. Joe Biden set them. So what's going to happen? I, I still think there's a chance that they find some way to, to game the system tonight. Donald Trump has called for Joe Biden to take a drug test before he goes out there on the stage tonight. Probably, that's probably not a serious suggestion. He just wants to set it in people's minds that Joe Biden is taking performance enhancing drugs, which I wouldn't be surprised if he is. And that's kind of Trump's MO is to, is just set these insinuations so people can see it, even if he doesn't get the, uh, the concession that he's looking for. That is going to go on tonight. I've got a big warning though for President Trump beyond the setting expectations low. I have a warning for President Trump that, that I haven't heard people give him before which we'll get to in one second. But first, you know, before a big debate like that, you need a good night's sleep. And the best way to get a good night's sleep is my pillow. That's what I think. I love my pillow. I love the my pillow sheets. I love the my pillow mattress topper. Most of all, I love the my pillow pillow, which is my favorite pillow I've ever owned. You all know Mike Lindell. He's a great conservative. He's a great Christian. He comes out and is very open about his political views and about his faith. Well, he's the inventor of my pillow. Mike's latest deal is on the Giza Dreams sheets, which are made from the world's best cotton, Giza. They are extremely soft and breathable. They are extremely durable. Right now, the Giza Dreams sheet is available at a low price, one low price, plus free shipping with promo code DAILYWIRE. All of the MyPillow products come with a 60-day money-back guarantee. You, you won't need it. I'm promising you this right now. I don't, I don't want to promise, but I, I'm actually, I'm willing to with MyPillow. You're not going to want to return it. You're not, I'm telling you, these products are so, I always liked Mike Lindell, so I would use my pillow anyway, just because of that. Then I tried the products. They are the best. They're such high quality. All my pillow products, they get the 60 day money back guarantee. You're not going to want it. 
you're going to want to keep the product. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square to check out the two-for-one low price on the Giza Dreams sheets, plus free shipping. There are also very deep discounts on all other MyPillow products, too. Enter promo code DAILYWIRE or call 800-651-1148 for these great radio and podcast specials. I've got some advice for President Trump tonight. Here's the big warning. Not about don't be too mean to Joe. Sure, don't be too mean to Joe. Not about don't set expectations too low. They're already kind of set. But yeah, you always want to keep expectations a little higher. Here's my big warning for Trump. Don't take this lightly. Don't think this is a slam dunk because of one reason. Joe Biden, for all of his other faults and flops and doofy statements and cognitive decline, Joe Biden is an effortless liar. That is his political superpower. I'm not saying he's even a malicious liar. I think he's a cynical liar. He doesn't care about the truth. He can lie on a dime. He can change his position on a dime. And he, he might not even know that he's done it. He, this is a, the kind of typical vice of politicians is they don't believe what they say. They can say anything. They talk out of both sides of their mouth. Well, Joe Biden is a top politician. This guy's been in, in office for about 20%, I think it is, of our country's history. He's been in, he's been in political life. He gets, uh, he got elected 50 years ago. Okay. And during that time, he has shifted positions a lot. I'll give you just one example. The Supreme Court issue, filling the seat during an election year. Now that President Trump has nominated Judge Barrett, now that it looks like she's going to be confirmed, Joe Biden is furious. He's calling this an abuse of power. Violating the essence of what the founders thought, that the voters should have a chance to make a, to have a say. The election has already begun. This is an abuse of power of what they're doing. And I think we should focus on what this is going to mean for health care, what it's going to mean for, once again, being able to say, if you're pregnant, it's a pre-existing condition, be able to charge women more for the same procedure as men. It's wrong. It's an abuse of power. It's wrong. It's an abuse of power. And then he pivots into the health care thing because the Democrats believe that that's the only way that they can try to sell their opposition to Judge Barrett's nomination. But that's what he says. He's put this person up in an election year. Come on, the election's already on. It's an election year. That's wrong. It's an abuse of power. Just a few years ago, though, Joe Biden said the absolute opposite. He said it wasn't an abuse of power when Barack Obama put up a judicial nominee in an election year. Actually, it was their, the constitutional responsibility of the president and of the Senate. There is no Biden rule. It doesn't exist. There's only one rule I ever followed on the Judiciary Committee. That was the Constitution's clear rule of advice and consent. And advice and consent includes consulting and voting. Nobody is suggesting individual senators have to vote yes on any particular presidential nominee. Voting no is always an option, and it is their option. But saying nothing, seeing nothing, reading nothing, hearing nothing, and deciding in advance simply to turn your back before the president even names a nominee is not an option the Constitution leaves open. It's a plain abdication of the Senate's solemn constitutional duty. It's amazing 
how Joe can become so impassioned, so earnest while giving completely contradictory points of view just a few years apart. So in case your head is spinning right now, it is an abuse of power for Trump to nominate and for the Senate to confirm a judicial nominee in an election year. Three, four years ago, it was the Senate and the president's solemn duty to nominate and confirm, uh, or at least nominate and vote on a judicial nominee during an election year. It was a requirement of the constitution. And then it gets even better because he had flipped it one other time. You heard him reference the Biden rule in that speech. The Biden rule refers to a, 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 rule that Joe Biden articulated back in 1992 during George H.W. Bush administration when there was a chance that you could see a judge nominated during an election year. And Biden said, absolutely, it would be wrong. It is my view that if a Supreme Court justice resigns tomorrow or within the next several weeks or resigns at the end of the summer, President Bush should consider following the practice of a majority of his predecessors and not, and not name a nominee until after the November election is completed. The Senate too, Mr. President, must consider how it would, would respond to a Supreme Court vacancy that would occur in the full throes of an election year. It is my view that if the president goes the way of Presidents Fillmore and Johnson and presses an election year nomination, the Senate Judiciary Committee should seriously consider not scheduling confirmation hearings on the nomination until ever, until after the political campaign season is over. Well, wait a second. I thought that it was the solemn duty of the Senate to vote. I thought that that was Joe Biden's deeply held belief was that the Senate had to vote on the judicial nominees. And that's what the constitution required. So just to catch you up, 1992 under a Republican administration, uh, Joe Biden says that uh, president shouldn't nominate a judge, Senate shouldn't confirm. Then you get to 2016, Republican administration, the president should nominate a judge and the Senate should confirm or at least vote. And then now in 2020, it's an abuse of power. The president should not nominate a judge and the Senate should not vote. I, I mention all of that, not to point out that Joe Biden's a hypocrite. Obviously that is true. The only explanation I can see is that he doesn't write his own speeches, which we know is also true because he had to drop out of the 1988 presidential race for plagiarizing other people's speeches. I only mention this because you saw the passion, you saw the earnestness, you saw the effortlessness of his flip-flopping, of his hypocrisy, of his lying, of his just, I guess sophistry is the right word for it. He's He's, the content of what he's saying doesn't matter. The content, the substance can change. All Joe Biden is, is the performance, is the, is the pathos, is the, the emotion, is this appeal. I mean, this is, Joe Biden hasn't believed a thing in his whole life. Joe Biden is just there to slap you on the back and make you feel good. That's why I never thought the hair sniffing and the back massages were all that creepy. I mean, they look a little bit creepy on TV, but it's not about him being a sexual weirdo, I don't think. It's about him being this ingratiating, simpering, flattering politician who isn't trying to sell you on any ideas. He's just trying to make you like him personally and get your vote that way. Trump's got to watch out for that because I don't think that goes away with cognitive decline. If anything, he's sort of more sympathetic now. Even conservatives are saying, gosh, this is elder abuse, what they're doing to this guy. You've got to watch out for that masterful 
uh, emotional manipulation. Tonight's the night. Are you ready for it? 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. Donald Trump, Joe Biden are going to face off all these questions. Will Joe Biden fall asleep? Will Donald Trump wear a mask? Hope not. Join us for an all new episode of Daily Wire backstage to watch the debate with us. Get our immediate live reaction to this major political event. Even better, join the Daily Wire now as an insider or all access member. Get 20% off with code DEBATE, D-E-B-A-T-E. So you can watch all the debate coverage live on our Apple TV or Roku app. This is a once in a lifetime election. Uh, you're probably, you're going to get other elections, but not like this one. Uh, you are going to want to get the full experience. You also, by the way, when you sign up, get not just one, but two leftist tears tumblers. So head on over to dailywire.com. You will get 20% off your Daily Wire membership with code debate. When you sign up today, we'll be right back with a lot more. Joe Biden spent the last three or four weeks accusing Donald Trump of hating our troops. Spent the, the past three or four weeks. He made these slick campaign commercials uh, that came out within about 12 hours or so of that Atlantic hit piece based on four anonymous sources confirmed by Fox News with an anonymous source, so therefore not confirmed in any way, uh, disputed by 25, 26 officials who went on the record to defend the president against this calumny. But the thought was that the story was that Donald Trump called the troops losers, idiots. Fallen soldiers were just dummies who gave their lives for nothing. Joe Biden harped on this, demagogued this. Now it turns out, we have it on video, that Joe Biden called our troops stupid bastards in 2016. And two, I appointed Johnson to the academy. I want you to know that. Clap for that, you stupid bastards. Must be slow here, man. Must be slow here, man. It's kind of hard to hear exactly what he's saying in the audio of that clip. You can hear it a little bit more clearly in a video that was taken by one of the one of the soldiers in the audience. It's pretty clear, though. He calls them stupid bastards. One, I married Jill, and two, I appointed Johnson to the academy. I just want you to know that. Just clap for that, you stupid bastards. Clap for that. Clap for that. So uh, he he's campaign is now saying that it was a joke and some of the troops were laughing and cheering. Uh, so it's no big deal. Nothing to see here. Uh, my point is not over what Joe Biden says to the troops or not. My point is over the double standard. My point is over the insincerity. My point is over the hypocrisy. They completely invent quotes from Donald Trump calling the troops idiots and suckers. Completely invented. No evidence he ever said that whatsoever. That's the biggest scandal of all time. Joe Biden makes campaign commercials about it. Then we actually get video of Joe Biden calling them stupid bastards. No big deal. No big deal. Nothing to see here. This is why all of these non-traversies, the tax thing with Trump or whatever, you know, the Amy Coney Barrett's religion, this is why they are going, this is why they're not going to have any effect. The Democrats have cried wolf one too many times. So even if there were a scandal that cropped up, I don't know that anyone would care. There, ha- there hasn't been. I mean, now it's just completely nonsense. But even if a real scandal were to crop up about a Republican, I don't think people would care that much because we couldn't believe it because the people who are making the accusations have no credibility at all. They've squandered that credibility by both inventing claims and by their abject hypocrisy and double standards. And 
Well, Joe Biden is extremely oily. He's an oily, unctuous politician. The one thing to, to remember here is, and this is also some advice for President Trump tonight. Joe Biden doesn't lead on anything. He's not a leader. He's just a guy who blows in the wind, right? He's in a completely empty suit. He licks his index finger. He puts it up in the air and he checks to see which way the wind is blowing. And so if you can lead on an issue, you can get a real advantage over him. It's why this guy has been running for president since 1988 and has never managed to win. It's because he, he doesn't lead. No one wants to follow that guy. He's always an okay number two or number three, but no one actually wants to follow him. This has not been clearer, this entire race, than on the issue of Supreme Court packing. You know, the Democrats are threatening to pack the Supreme Court. Top Democrats are saying that, that they ought to do that, add more justices to the court as a way to get back at Republicans who are going to confirm a judge, which is absolutely their constitutional right to do and responsibility to do. So Joe Biden's asked a question on court packing, and he gives the most transparently cynical and political answer I have heard from him in at least several days. So I asked Biden a hypothetical question. If he's elected president and Democrats gain control of the Senate, would he consider adding more seats to the Supreme Court? It's a legitimate question, but let me tell you why I'm not going to answer that question. Because it will shift all the focus. That's what he wants. He never wants to talk about the issue at hand. He always tries to change the subject. But let's say I answer that question. Then the whole debate's going to be, well, Biden said or didn't say. Biden said he would or wouldn't. Hey, uh, Mr. Biden, will you answer my question? No, no, I'm not going to answer your question because Trump never wants to answer the question. Wh what? Yeah, Trump always wants to shift the debate. Let's talk about Trump. Uh, tr no, I don't, I don't think it's Trump who's avoiding the question and shifting the debate. I think it, uh, it would be you because I asked you a very clear question. And Biden admits that it's a clear question. Biden admits it's a legitimate question. He says, yes, no, it's a legitimate question, but I don't want to give an answer, you see, because that would be politically disadvantageous to me, because I know that the radicals in my party, the radical base wants to pack the court, but I know that most normal people don't want to pack the court. And so I'm just not going to give you an answer because Trump avoids questions. No, I think you do. Although he, he does have a fairly decent political gut, Joe Biden, because he realizes most voters, I don't know about most Democrats, but most voters do not want to pack the court. We've got a poll out. Uh, this was conducted by McLaughlin and Associates from September 23rd to 27th among a thousand registered likely voters. 62% want to keep nine justices on the Supreme Court. They actually support an amendment to the Constitution to set the number of judges at nine Supreme Court justices, as opposed to 18% of people who do not favor the amendment. So it's not even saying, do you prefer nine justices or not? It's actually going further than that. It's saying, do you want a constitutional amendment to set it at nine justices? And a clear majority of Americans, a whopping 62% say yes, and only 18% say they do not want the amendment. So it's, it's a total loser issue for them, and they should not they, they should not go into it if they care about their own political skin but they might not be able to resist it. Ed Markey, Senator Ed Markey, says if Republicans confirm Barrett, then we should end the filibuster and, and expand the court. And I'm sure this raises him some money and gives him a little cred with his base, but it's going to hurt them in the long run. So Democrats with cooler heads, with a little bit of a longer view, who have a little, little uh, deeper sense of their own 
of their own political survival. Guys like Dick Durbin, second most powerful Democrat in the Senate, Senate minority whip. He's coming out there and saying, whoa, whoa, slow down guys. So he comes out, he was talking to George Stephanopoulos. He said, hey, I disagree with Hillary Clinton on this whole don't concede the election thing. I'm not trying to steal the election. No, let's respect constitutional order. Shut up, Democrats. I know we're going to try to steal it, but don't say it out loud. Shut up. So he's doing this again on the, on the uh, court packing issue. He's doing this again, uh, specifically on Amy Coney Barrett. He's not saying that if the, if the Democrats or if the Republicans confirm Barrett, we're going to pack the court. We're going to, what he's saying is, yeah, the Amy Coney Barrett thing is really unfortunate, but we can't do anything about it. We could slow it down, perhaps a matter of hours, maybe days at the most, but we can't stop the outcome. Uh, what we should do is to address this now respectfully, but understand the context, George. We have to slow it down. We can't do anything though to stop it. Now that's not true. <laughs> it's not, but it's interesting that he said it, but it's not true. They, they could, they could mount a good case to stop the Barrett nomination. They could rip up her past, rip up her family, rip up her religion, find something, something, anything to ruin this woman's life over. And if they can't, they can just make it up like they did to Brett Kavanaugh, right? They launched a very strong attack on Brett Kavanaugh and they nearly derailed his nomination. They didn't succeed in the end, but they, they came pretty close. So why is Dick Durbin saying there's nothing they can do? Of course there is. Murkowski and Collins, two squishy Republicans, they, they have said that they won't go along with the nomination in an election year. So now you're down to what, 51 votes, four and 49 against. So you can, you can probably pry a couple more away. What Dick Durbin is trying to do here is dissuade Democrats from launching those very attacks because he knows they won't play well. Dick Durbin knows things like court packing don't play well, but more than that, he knows things like attacking this nice woman's family are going to kill the Democrats. He knows things like attacking this woman's religion are going to kill the Democrats in November. If they, if Democrats just start launching all out attacks on Christianity, you think that's going to play well in the battleground states that they have to win? Think that's going to play in Pennsylvania? I don't think so, Buster. And so he's, he's lying to them. He's saying, no, there's nothing we can do. Please stop. Please don't launch. Please don't do this to me, Democrats. Uh, and he's doing it to discourage what could be effective attacks at stopping the Barrett nomination, but ultimately will be Pyrrhic victories, even if they won. Ultimately would be self-defeating at the ballot box in November. This is because Dick Durbin also has a good political gut and he sees which way things are blowing. Democrats would be, would be wise to make this kind of pivot on another issue too, not just on the religion, not just on the family, not just on the court. On another issue that's very divisive, Black Lives Matter, this whole craziness of defund the police. Four out of five black voters say they don't want to defund the police. And yet Democrats, allegedly speaking on behalf of black people, say they do want to defund the police. Cooler heads are beginning to prevail. Cooler heads are beginning to recognize, gosh, all of these narratives we've been told by the Democrats who've been crying wolf for at least the last four years continuously and actually for much longer than that. Gosh, these narratives, they don't seem all that true. Uh, of all things, we'll turn to the sports world. Charles Barkley was talking to Shaquille O'Neal. They were talking about the Breonna Taylor case, say her name. This is one of the central cases of the BLM movement, which was, which was presented to us as this innocent woman who was sleeping in her bed and racist cops came in, kicked down the door and executed her because they're racist and racist or something like that. 
The reality, not quite true. Breonna Taylor tied in with a pretty significant drug trafficking ring. Uh, the boyfriend that she was with at the time was shooting at the cops, the cops shooting back. It was a totally legal warrant, right? Completely different narrative. So I don't, I don't, I don't think that I turn to the sports world for conservative political commentary. Okay. I don't think I, I turn to it for even all that moderate political commentary, but Charles Barkley's giving this talk on Black Lives Matter. He says, you know, we shouldn't lump in all of these cases together. This Breonna Taylor one seems, seems a little bit different. It's bad the young lady lost her life. Uh, but, you know, we do have to take into account that her boyfriend did shoot at the cops and shot a cop. So, like I say, even though I'm really sorry she lost her life, I don't think that we can just say we can put this in the same situation with George Floyd and Ahmaud Aubrey. I just don't believe that. Yeah, I think we do have to mention uh, that this guy shot at the cops, right? And Shaquille O'Neal, I couldn't, couldn't actually find the clip because I, I don't watch this show because I don't like watch a lot of sports. Shaq agreed. He said, I have to agree with Charles. This one is sort of lumped in. You have to get a warrant signed. And some states do allow no-knock warrants. And everyone was asking for murder charges. When you talk about murder, you have to show intent. A homicide occurred. And we're sorry, a homicide occurred. When you have a warrant signed by the judge, you're doing your job. And I would imagine that you would fire back. Of course, any reasonable person, doesn't matter what political party you're affiliated with. Not that many reasonable people these days would, would call themselves Democrats, but it d- doesn't really matter if you consider yourself on the left or in the center or on the right. If you're a reasonable person, you probably have that point of view. Oh yeah, some of these cases maybe don't look great, but, but some, some just don't, don't deserve to be lumped in because it's so much clearer. And I think Democrats are the smart Democrats like Dick Durbin are beginning to see that. They're saying, whoa, guys, pump the brakes, pump the brakes. We're heading into November and we've got all these electoral advantages and we're trying to steal the election through mail-in, but you guys are giving it all away. Why? Because they keep crying wolf. And when you do that time and time and time again, when your hair is always on fire, when you're always running around screaming, eventually people tune you out. Crying wolf. Speaking of the animal kingdom, I do have to give a quick shout out to a hero animal. Uh, reporters for CBS News and other mainstream media outlets uh, were sent running uh, on Monday, Monday morning, after an aggressive raccoon began attacking them outside of the White House. I don't have the raccoon's name anywhere, but uh, he is a hero. Uh, I support him. I salute you, Mr. Raccoon. I put you up in the pantheon of great animals up there with Harambe and Cecil the Lion. Uh, please, uh, if you want to suggest a name for this raccoon, please do it in the comment section below. But I, I, you know, I always want to call out moments of heroism and uh, just great accomplishment in, in uh, American politics and a, a White House raccoon chasing away mainstream media supporters certainly fits the bill. Crying, crying wolf and chasing, being chased by raccoons. That's what the Democrats are doing. I can't wait for the debate tonight. You can join us on the backstage. It'll be a lot of fun. If you don't miss, or if you don't catch the backstage, rather, you can tune in tomorrow and we will break down the highlights for you. I'm Michael Knowles. This is the Michael Knowles Show. If you enjoyed this episode, and frankly, even if you didn't, don't forget to subscribe. And if you want to help spread the word, please give us a five-star review and tell your friends to subscribe. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you listen to podcasts. Also, be sure to check out the other Daily Wire podcasts, including The Ben Shapiro Show, The Andrew Clavin Show, and The Matt Walsh Show. The Michael Knowles Show is produced by Ben Davies. 
Executive producer, Jeremy Boring. Our technical director is Austin Stevens. Supervising producers, Mathis Glover and Robert Sterling. Assistant director, Pavel Wadowski. Editor and associate producer, Danny D'Amico. Audio mixer, Robin Fenderson. Hair and makeup, Nika Geneva. And production assistant, Ryan Love. The Michael Knowles Show is a Daily Wire production. Copyright Daily Wire 2020. If you prefer facts over feelings, aren't offended by the brutal truth, and you can still laugh at the insanity filling our national news cycle, well, tune in to The Ben Shapiro Show. We'll get a whole lot of that and much more. See you there. 